Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the next edition of Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. It is BuildGrowAndEnjoy.com. And you can get in touch with us online at Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Dot com. Also on Twitter, BGE underscore radio, and we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big, big broadcast. Uh, James, talk to us a little bit about yourself, and then we will uh, get into the topic here. Sure, sure. James Rousseau, a lot of people call me Trig. I'm the founder and CEO of an organization called The Coiling Solution. And uh, I sometimes call myself a, I guess, a retiring corporate executive. Spent uh, 20 plus years in a number of firms, uh, particularly in financial services like J.P. Morgan Chase and Allstate. Uh, but now I spend my time really uh, in my purpose work, if you will, trying to empower people to reach their potential. Uh, part of what we do at CoreLink is lead a brand called Holy Culture, which is focused on cultural enrichment, and uh, we run Holy Culture Radio, which is a channel on Sirius XM as well and uh, trying to really impact culture through Christian hip-hop. Fantastic. So how did you get in to doing all this? Well, you know, I, I was probably sorry, my late teens. Um, I was producing uh, regular hip-hop music like a lot of us who grew up in the early hip-hop culture. Uh, I was a young person in faith. I uh, had uh, maybe, maybe heard some hip-hop music, but I ran into a a guy named Brady Goodwin, a.k.a. the fanatic from the cross movement. He was a friend of a friend, my brother-in-law at the time, and uh, he heard some of my stuff and said, man, you're doing some good stuff. It's a shame it's not for, you know, the faith you believe in, in, in a manner of speaking. And it really uh, provoked my curiosity and convicted me, to be honest with you. And as I spent more time with him and looking around, I found there were a bunch of people who were doing something that I was interested in called Christian hip hop, who were really um, speaking about their faith in an unashamed way, uh, proclaiming uh, the gospel <laughs> and uh, sharing that message, right? A positivity and that your life could be different. And uh, I decided to do the same. And I started, you know, I was not only uh, producing, I was started rapping and uh, releasing music and had a label for a while and doing radio shows. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, the CEO of Holy Culture. Holy Culture Radio, of course, is on Sirius XM channel 154. And James joins us here on our big broadcast. Get more information at holyculture.net. So what has been the response uh, to what you guys do? What's been the response? It's been awesome. We know we... We've been around for a minute, but the, the latest expansion to SiriusXM has been mind-blowing. We now uh, have uh, about 5 million subscribers who listen. And what's been so encouraging about it, James, is that, you know, I think you might have expected that, well, of course, you know, there'd be some people who come from the Kirk Franklin channel, but they've come from all across the uh, spectrum, from the Message channel, right, which plays, you know, Christian Contemporary, from the Faith on the Family channel, right? James Dobson and team from uh, 
Joel Osteen's channel, and I think, uh, and, and then other cr- channels across uh, SiriusXM, which I think is representative of the fabric of America, right? A lot of people really are looking for that intersection of faith, uh, of arts, of vocation, of education, uh, which is what our program is around, right? People are holistic, and our programming is about music and talk that uh, is, is around those elements, faith, arts, vocation, and education. And so we've, uh, we've been able to attract quite an audience. So take me through uh, your process of getting all of this together. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just go back, you know, maybe a year. I mean, a big part of the process was, you know, having been here for a while, one, just continuing to survey the land of, of needs, right? And what are some of the needs? And for me, I think sometimes people count radio out, but I still believe it's an artery into the community. Uh, when you look at the data, data still says that 90% or more people still listen to radio multiple times a week as a source of discovery. Data also tells you that people still trust personalities as a trusted ride-along partner, right? People still, you know, engender uh, personalities. And I think part three, that people listen multiple times a day. You know, 40% of our folks listen, you know, three times or so a day, and they listen for decent periods of time. Uh, so that's one, you know, surveying the needs. I think two was then think programming. How do we have the uh, music and DJs? So this education component, if you will, without it feeling like education, right? How do we provide this content within the mixes and within the music that people can walk away from? You know what? Um, I got something out of that, but not feeling like they were preached to, right? Or, or lectured, etc. And so that was a big part of it, right? And so. I think as most people know, right, um, that to have a great team, you've got to think about the team composition, roster, the right people coming up with the team roster. And the third part was coming up with the business plan, putting that all into a, a nice, you know, 60, 70 page document that uh, had all the, the planning around the people, the strategy, the go to market plan, the financials, et cetera. And then you know, take it to Sirius XM and, um, you know, laying that out and seeing if we could come to an agreement on how to do it. That's all we have got today. Joins us live here on our big broadcast, talking a little bit about holyculture.net. So, uh, looking, it's very impressive. Tell me a little bit about what people can discover by going over to the website. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, you always feel like it's a work in progress. You know, we we on the website try to do a couple things. We try to listen to what people see here, et cetera, one, and find out about the April. We, we know we've played well over 300 artists. When you go to the site, you can, uh, when you first get to the site, find the top news stories and things happening with those artists and not just the latest music they care about. So, you know, what are they currently doing? Why is Lecrae currently involved in this whole thing about Bible translations and solving what he calls, you know, biblical poverty? Why is that important? What's he doing about it? Uh, why is uh, Trey, for example, in Chicago trying to solve this issue around trauma and what is he doing? That's one, you know, going into depth with those artists and his not only the stories there, but 300 or so artist pages that you can find out about their biography, their discography, and what they're endeavoring to do. Uh, two, of course, music videos. People want to see music videos uh, and get plenty of them. And then three, uh, listen and watch interviews that have happened on the various shows. And then four, always, 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 people want some contests uh, and events. And so they'll find those contests and events on the site. And so those are four things I would say that people can find uh, on the site. We are talking today about the soaring interest in Christian hip-hop, which is propelling the rise of Holy Culture Radio. 
which is a full-time edutainment channel. So talk to us a little bit about why there is a soaring interest in Christian hip-hop. You know, um, I, I would point a couple things, right? And I think, again, a lot of the data suggests that, you know, when you think about, for example, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? People have a need for security on, on the bottom floor, but at the top of it, they have a need for um, authenticity self and self-actualization at the top of Maslow's hierarchy, right? That's just not a natural thing we all have. And I think this is less about us and more about a need. So less about Holy Culture Radio and more about this need of finding, um, finding themselves. And so I think we've just, you know, the, 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 the need was there, the appetite was there, and we served it up. I, I liken sometimes what we do to, you know, if you went to France and you landed and everyone spoke French and you wanted to communicate something, yelling louder in English is not the way to communicate. <laughs> and so, yes. Right. And so what we've done is said, okay, we want to communicate the gospel. We want to communicate faith. We're not going to yell louder Bible scriptures in order to do that, what we're going to do is we speak in the language that people can hear it. And I think that's what's resonating. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big, big program. But about the rise of uh, just all sorts of different things. And to talk to me a little bit about what you guys did when you guys set up this um, as a business. Because obviously this, this is a business. Well, we're a nonprofit, but, you know, we try to operate like a business. Yeah. So it's self-sustainable. And, um, I mean, to me, for a number of reasons. One, it's important to me just, just as a, I believe, as a steward of um, what God has given to us. I want it to be self-sustainable. I always believe roles and positions are for seasons, not for a lifetime. So I want to make sure the next CEO of the Coiling Solution, the Holy Culture, is well-positioned to succeed. And so to stand up a business model that is self-sustaining was really important. So, you know, when we think about radio and then at a higher level media, we wanted to stand up a business model just for the longer term. And so that's what we endeavored to do. And so, you know, a big part of it obviously is making sure we have quality content and material, not only in radio, but uh, a 360 degrees around listeners and, uh, you know, viewers that touch them at all the right touch points backed by uh, slash advertisers, right, who are getting their goals met when they do business with us. And therefore, we can kind of galvanize our economics and make sure we can continue to do what we do. Now, you are not you no. have You have a great team around you. Talk to me a little bit about some of the folks that you work with. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I would have to mention my wife. You know, my wife is 20 years. We've been at this for a long time. And so, uh, you know, thick and thin, work, worked every day, right, of those 25 years and often would come home at night and do this at night on the weekends anytime I could. You know, when I went back to school for my bachelor's degree, 30s to finish it, she was there. When I went to my, for my MBA, she was there. So first and foremost is my wife. Um, secondarily, excuse me, or, you know, I think about mentors, you know, folks who are here on the ground. My operations manager, Max uh, Goldman. Max helps make sure all the ships come in and ships go out. Um, and then we got all the DJs and hosts. Uh, Ava Skinner is uh, intern, but she's such so much more than intern. It helps us make sure we do 
uh, our production of our podcast and our social media. And then, you know, back to the hosts and DJs, we have 14 shows, four daily shows every day, fresh content, and then 10 shows on the weekend. So it's a huge team. Uh, and I'm, you know, tremendously thankful uh, for everyone who does what they, you know, does what they do. And then, you know, when I say 14 shows, some of those shows have multiple hosts, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty um, sizable, remarkable team. And, then, and oh, my God, need on the XM, the engineers, the technologists, and then all our engineers on our side who help direct, you know, the rack in the office next to me with all the equipment and make sure, you know, we're running lines from here in Wilmington, Delaware, to Sirius XM sites in D.C. and Virginia and uh, so on and so forth. So it takes a lot, and it always takes a great team to make things happen. And like I said, I'm thankful for each and every person. Well, you have got quite a situation over there. What is? What are some of your goals for the new year, and, and what's next? Uh, well, I think, you know, to answer the first question, what next is to, to keep, you know, providing quality content. While we've done a lot, it's, it's been six months. We've been um, – We've been blessed. The Six Morning Show has won two awards in those in those six months. They won a Stellar Award uh, and a Kingdom Choice Award. Uh, DJ Wade, the longest running top ten countdown to the 2000, honoring him. This month marks National Hip Hop. So we're also, you know, inside of National Hip Hop History is Christian Hip Hop History. So we're celebrating all our founders and pioneers, starting with the 80s and people such as Stephen Wiley and Michael Peace, and going to carry that forward and highlight all the contributors across the decades. Uh, and then we're, we're doing some live streams to really cover the topics of uh, 2022. And not only that, they were explosive topics, but what do they really mean and what do we take away from them? How do we get better at you know unpacking, but repacking and going forward? And then as we enter 2023, just continue to acquire more cool, uh, and be participating in events to make sure we really touch the children and youth we want to touch. Our, our, we, we reach a lot of people, James, but one, one of the things that we're really intentional about is reaching 13 to 34-year-olds, particularly on the younger side, black and brown youth, and trying to make a difference in their lives. And if we can change the trajectory of younger folks, uh, it's meaningful. And getting to those interactions, helping artists touch young folks. And I'll be really, really specific for a second. The moment we can change... Uh, reading, math, science skills by a few points of competency, we make a meaningful difference. And that's one of the things I'm hyper-focused on. Fantastic. Fantastic. So with, uh, with all this uh, culture and everything that's, that's on the rise, are, are you starting to see uh, – how are your numbers? Are, are you starting to see more, more people come in over – you know, the fall or the summer, how, how does that look for you? You know, it's still early. Again, we're, we've only been on six months. And so uh, we've had the first set of numbers around early listenership. We've had some, you know, additional numbers around uh, a second look, if you will. You know, there's always change from summer into people going back to school, right? And so we've got to now start learning what some of that seasonality looks like on our serious XM side. Uh, as well as our website side, uh, I think going into the winter, we're going to learn and see what it looks like for us through the winter season and uh, build our sponsorship base is really important. And so I, I would say, James, we're in, that, we're in that learning season of what the cycle looks like for us in this new part of our uh, operation, if you will. Fantastic. So uh, talk to me about some of the artists and some of the uh, different folks that you work with. 
Well, the uh, you know the artists uh, run the gambit, and I'm really you know that's one of the things that excites me the most. You know, whether it's a uh, chart topping, uh, you know, world worldwide acclaimed artist like Lecrae, and he's getting ready to drop Church Clothes Four, which is a series that has been uh, it's just that monumental impact to local artists that uh, need to get some awareness. You know, we 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 have a chance to work with so many and. The beauty of it is helping them tell their stories, right, and helping them break through chance otherwise. And so we love doing that. We do, you know, the Fixed Morning Show, as an example, has already done well over 100-plus interviews since launch. I mean, they literally do an interview each morning on the Fix, uh, as well as a real talk topic in their second hour. The, the Daylight Morning Show with Raina Day is about to gear up to do something very similar. Um, so excited about that touch uh, with the artists as well as the show's that we paid in, whether it was the Dove Awards recently, uh, and everyone on not just the Christian hip-hop side, but the Rhythm and Praise side as well. So spending time with Erica Campbell from the renowned uh, Mary Mary, or Jacqueline Carr, or Jonathan Reynolds, Torn Wells. Uh, you know, we uh, are enjoying that. And I think from the artist side, we've seen tremendous receptivity, right? Because gospel music, to a certain degree, has, has not always had the largest platforms either, right? So I think we not only are lifting up Christian hip hop, I think we're helping broaden the platform, dare I say, for gospel music to a certain degree, right? And we're all in this thing together, I hope. And I, I, I shouldn't say I hope, I believe. <laughs> we are all in this thing together <laughs> for sure. Uh, and, uh, and that's the work that we're trying to do. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. So take me through the process of if, if let's say someone were to come to you and they were to say, hey, I love what you're doing. Um, I have, you know, this type of genre that we're trying to build out. I need a little bit of help. Uh, what would be some of the things that you would instruct them on or, or, or tell, give them advice Wow, that's a that's a big question, James. Well, you know, if the, if it's a a brand new genre that doesn't exist today, um, I, I would probably start with some questions around, you know, one, talk to me about what the driver is and your why. You know, starting with your why is is critical because when no one else stands with you. Uh, when the money runs dry, <laughs> when it's when things are dark. The why is what's going to give you fuel, your fuel, your passion, your purpose. So talk to me about that first. I want to hear how deep that is, part one. Uh, part two, then talk to me about the legwork you've done so far to understand the, the marketability and such of what you're talking about. Talk to me about your core audience, um, what's there, what's not. It's okay if it's not. I just want to understand the work and research you've done. And then part three, talk to me about um, – where you think there are possible collaborations, partnerships and such, so you don't go it alone. One of the things that I think we should all be careful about is not going down the road alone, right? We go much further. You may go faster by yourself, but you certainly go further if you can go along with people. And that's not to say, by the way, there's no contradiction with the fact that when I believe when, when God gives a vision, he gives it to a person, not a committee. No doubt about that. But that doesn't mean that he hasn't given a similar vision to somebody else who's traveling a similar road. So if you can link up with that person and go down that road together, there may come a point where there's a why you're going to split, but at least travel the, you make more inroads together getting down that road. 
We have God, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, are there any expansion plans? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna punt on that one. <laughs> I can't give you I yeah. can't give you all of the the, the company strategy, but um, they, no, you know, I'm gonna punt and just say, you know, we are trying to. I'm not gonna say be bleeding edge in terms of what's happening in marketing and in technology and so on and so forth. I'm gonna say be leading edge and keep a sense around consumer needs and how folks are consuming media. And, you know, uh, make sure we, we just, you know, are in lockstep to a certain degree, right? And be smart around investments and meeting consumer needs. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about the website uh, again and how you guys set that up originally. Well, originally, you know, originally when we started uh, back in, uh, gosh, I think the website was launched, I want to say back in 2009-ish. You know, Vic Padilla, who's my partner at the time, set it up literally overnight and said, oh, I think we need a site to make sure we get some news out there. Previously, we had a Holy Coach download site and talk about dating ourselves. That was an MP3 download store, right? So this is before <laughs> iTunes and all those things, right? Go back to like mp3.com and MySpace era. This was initially uh, launched as a blog. Over time, um, during my era of being CEO, I thought more about the power of a database and the power of being a one-stop shop. And we're, we're just so far from being done. Uh, but it, it has constantly been, been evolving as a repository of um, not just news, but data around these artists and information about their discography and so on and so forth. And so uh, we're actually going through another turn of the crank as we speak. And uh, we'll probably have something uh, new to show in February or March, and we'll see what that what that does for us. And we'll just keep trying to get better. That's fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So uh, you guys make it look so easy. I know it's not. <laughs> Talk to I'm us a little bit about that process of, of making it look as easy and as smooth as you guys do. Yeah, I'm glad you think it looks easy. It, it's not. Uh, and I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that it looks easy. I think, uh, wow, I, I would say, you know, the old adage of measure, measure twice, cut once probably comes into play. Uh, literally right before you called, we were in the room next door. Uh, just practicing some of the live stream for Saturday, just all the technical things. And I think within, you know, 20, 20 minutes, we found three OOs. You know, wow, we didn't think that was going to work that way. Wait a minute, what happened? Wait a minute, call the engineer. Wait a minute, hold on, right? <laughs> write this down, uh, you know, turn that into a step-by-step procedure and process and put it into a document. And I think, you know, having been a guy who grew up initially in operations, and uh, chase and running operations and whatnot. My my mind probably often goes to the how, James. Right? How how is that going to work? And I need to see a flow of step by step how it's going to work, and I need to try to break it. And that's probably what helps sometimes, right? With having 14 shows, like I said, four daily, ten on the weekend. I think I try to look for well, well, where can something go wrong? How will this work when we're 24 by seven and uh, what's the backup and what's the backup to the backup and the, the backup to the backup to the backup. 
and I think that's that's a part of it. And I think when you're a uh, an entrepreneur, CEO, etc., I think you have to be. Uh, I forget who said this, but you have to be somewhat uh, serially paranoid. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, you have been fantastic. Uh, I, I definitely want to have you on again because uh, you are just uh, so positive. You've got such great information. And uh, I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Thanks for doing this. And uh, before we let you go, give us some plugs here. How do we find you guys on the web, social media, everything? Thank you, James, for making the a, making a platform available to us. Absolutely. You can go to holyculture.net. Uh, and you can uh, turn to Holy Culture Radio on Sirius XM Channel 154. And if you need to reach me, it's pretty easy. It's James Rousseau. That's R-O-S-S-E-A-U at holyculture.net. And we're Holy Culture on all the social media platforms as well. Fantastic. Well, you guys are amazing. Uh, thank you for for providing such a great platform and, and creating such a great platform and uh keep us updated on everything that you're doing because uh i definitely would love to have you guys back thanks for making some time and we will talk to you soon thank you james thank you appreciate it appreciate it brother there he goes and uh that is that next week it is build grow and enjoy Okay, welcome back to it. It is the big broadcast. We are live. Coast to coast, to border to border. All over the damn place. JiggyJaguar.com. J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. Dr. Gessling is going to be with us here in just a few moments. She is going to join us via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the skype rooney And, uh... We will see what happens when she joins us here on our big, big program. Uh, if you're listening to us on any of our places, uh, whether that is on oh, YouTube, Facebook, or uh, Clout Hub, Rumble, what the hell's that other place? BitChute. <laughs> we got some bit shoot commenters i want to talk about a little bit later on we are gonna uh go to the bit shoot commenters uh they are quite entertaining i will have to say those people uh are terribly entertaining i don't know if they're a bunch of righties or if they're just a bunch of trolls or what the hell it is but um we will go to them a little bit later on. But we are going to go to the doctor here in just a few moments. The doctor. The doctor is in, my friends. Uh, actually, the doctor's not in yet, but the doctor will be in just a few seconds. See, there's the doctor. So we are going to go to our next guest. She is going to join us live here on our big, big program and uh, the good doctor is going to be with us here in just a few moments. Uh, doctor, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Pretty good, actually. So uh, give us a little bit on your background, my friend, and then we will uh, get into the topic here. 
Yeah, I'm a family medicine physician. I have a, a practice in Missouri. I'm also the chief operating officer for the wellness company for the chief medical board. Um, this company launched last month, actually in September. Now we're in November. So it launched in September. Um, and uh, uh, we also have a, a book out um, that we can talk about as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big, big broadcast. Now, you mentioned a book. Tell us a little bit about this book. Yeah, it's called The Next Wave is Brave, uh, co-authored with Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Risch, Dr. Richard Ammerling, and Dr. Jen Vandewater and Dr. Janice Schmidt. And it is, uh, it, it does tell the story of the last two, two and a half years with COVID, but it also talks about how to go forward, um, how to how to not have this mess happen again, how to get us out of this mess, um, ideas on um, inspiring people to take action. Fantastic. So uh, why did you decide to, to, to kind of put this book together? Why'd you write this book? We wrote it because we didn't see anything out there like this. We didn't see a, a solution. We didn't see a call to action. Um, there's lots of books that have been written um, that have talked about what went wrong, but so far we didn't see anything talking about how to fix it and how to move forward, which is also one of the reasons why the wellness company was started is because we know what is going wrong in the healthcare industry and the healthcare system is corrupt. And so we felt the need to provide an alternative a platform, an alternative way for patients to get care from physicians that are unbiased and that basically um, are trusted uh, and uh, we know that they're going to provide good patient care without uh, being influenced by governmental agencies and societies and, and, uh, and not influenced by media and that are going to get patients the care that they need. And the physicians that are a part of our company that are providing the telehealth um, care have stood the test of time over the last couple of years and weren't, weren't fearful and <laughs> provided the care that patients needed without um, fear of their license, you know, being affected or reputations or jobs. Um, so the patients come to us um, knowing that they're that they're going to be able to get um, the care that's been lacking over the last couple of years. Fantastic. So what has been some feedback that you've gotten on this book so far? Oh my gosh, the feedback has been fantastic. The the I get messages several times a day about how it just resonated, how it spoke to the reader's heart, how they've been missing these words, missing this call to action. Several it brings um, several readers to tears because they've been um, desperate for this type of um, narrative and to uh, be able to see the truth in black and white has um, has been a real uh, breath of fresh air to people and, and it provides hope. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the writing process since you had so many people involved in this. What was that like? So the writing process was, well, we, we identified the need and we did it really quickly. Um, each of us took a chapter also, Buster Colson, who is the CEO of our company, he, um, I think he wrote the introduction, and we we um, 
brainstormed what each of us sort of needed to tackle, what we needed to, what solutions we needed to discuss, and then we just did it and and got it put together. Um, Perucci Publishing and Skyhorse Publishing, who um, has published the the real Anthony Fauci, um, yep. helped us with the project. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what do you want readers to take away from the writing of this great book? I want them to take away, I want them to have hope. I want them to, to feel like they can take action. You know, the thing that has happened is that a lot of people are awake and realize that there's corruption and that they know that they're being lied to, but they haven't really known how to um, do anything about it. You know, they're sort of stuck in their, in their um, status quo stuck in the the current medical system or stuck in their job or stuck in a world where they feel like they can't speak out. But what we have hoped um, with this book is to empower, um, empower people to be able to feel confident that they're not the only ones out there that see this truth. That's awesome. We have got Dr. Heather Gessling with us today. She is here talking about an incredible, incredible new book that uh, is out. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of the skyrocketing cases here of RSV and their connection to this COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, we noticed this first last year um, in the summer whenever the, the normal RSV season was typically, I think, December, January, and we noticed in summer of last year that there was all of these cases of RSV, and it was easy for those of us who were awake to identify what is what was going on, which is that the adults had all received um, a majority, had received the COVID um, injection, which really affects immune function. And whenever your um, immune system is altered, all of the, all the normal ways of fighting off a virus, seeing a virus and fighting it off so that you're not transmitting it were, became, became altered. And so whenever yeah. adults see the virus, which in, in adults, RSV is just like a cold. And so yes. They they get RSV, they're exposed to it, they get the cold symptoms. However, commonly, like in the summer, because of higher vitamin D levels and probably less stress and being outside more and all of that, immune systems function um, more efficiently. And so, you know, they would have seen RSV and fought it off and never known and not passed it, not transmitted it. Yeah. But because of the effects from the vaccine, then it didn't happen and they got sick or they passed it and they transmitted it at rates that were never happening before. Now, wow. what has happened is not only are the adults vaccinated, but the children, the, the teens, the adolescents, unfortunately, are also, many of them are now vaccinated. And so their immune systems are also um, adversely affected. And because of that, all of the normal rhythms, all of the normal um, illnesses are all out of whack, higher prevalence and out of season illnesses. So now so many have immune systems that are not as functional. So they're getting these viruses at a much higher rate, including RSV. And so what has happened is 
because of the um, because of the the injections affecting immune systems, we're seeing illness all throughout the year. I mean, I have I have several patients that are coming into me. In fact, just one this morning that I saw, and she's like, I just have gotten so many more colds. I've gotten so many more illnesses, and she's not she's not vaccinated. But I tell her, I said it's because it's because all of our normal mechanisms of fighting off illness among among um, among those that are around us are all disrupted. And so that's what we're that's what we're looking at. We're looking at increased illness. And I what I advise is that everybody needs to just really do what they can. Respiratory RSV mm-hmm. and why it's happening and what you can do to protect yourself and your family and what to do if you get sick. One of the things that I have managed to do with this COVID stuff, which is I think pretty amazing because I'm, well, as you can see, on I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm kind of an idiot. But doctor, I have managed <laughs> through this whole thing to, I got COVID before it had a name. Uh-huh. And I have managed to be able to, through through proper exercise, nutrition, um, plenty of sleep, uh, you know, not being an idiot. I haven't got COVID or anything like it since the whole COVID thing. Yeah, I've gotten some colds and flus Mm -hmm. and all that nonsense. But I've managed to be able to stay safe. And and I guess what I'm trying to get to is if I can do it, anybody can do it. (laughs) That is so true. Kind of give us us some details on this of what people can do as far as their nutrition, their health, wellness, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, you know, one of the things that I feel like is really beneficial with improving your health is getting, doing your best to get off pharmaceuticals Yes, Um, and improving your weight, reducing inflammation, which means getting, um, rid of toxic foods in your diet that are causing inflammation and that are causing weight gain and causing contributing to insulin resistance and, and that type of thing. Um, also, you know, nutrition is so important for our immune system. And what has happened is that our foods have become much less nutritious. I mean, this is downplayed, so. but it's truth. Um, you know, when we don't eat, uh, organic foods are best. And I know there's no perfect, I mean, I know that organic foods are not perfect and there's still some, you know, concerns about that, but organic food has much higher nutrition levels one of the reasons is because they have these digestive enzymes in them that have been engineered out of the non-organic foods. Digestive enzymes can cause um, fruits and vegetables to become more likely bruised and stuff, which aren't as pretty. So they don't sell as well, but organic foods, they, um, they have those digestive enzymes in it and digestive enzymes help with absorption of nutrients, which is really important for our body, the efficiency of our cells and for our immune system to work well. And so um, nice. it's important to eat really clean foods, try and get off pharmaceuticals. We do have a, a new program, a new membership type program through our company called Freedom From Pharma, where we're walking patients through how to how to get off of those pharmaceuticals. You know, pharmaceuticals increase your, they sort of increase your chronic illness state and they yes. contribute to the development of other diseases such as statins have a higher, you have a higher risk of developing diabetes if you're on statins. You also have 
increased cardiovascular plaque the longer that you're on statins, which is ridiculous. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so, but back to your question, it's really important to eat nutritious foods. And like you said, get good sleep. We, we, as a society have really downplayed our need for sleep, but it's super important and intermittent fasting. That's one of the best things that you can do to increase your immune system and health, your overall um, health of your body is to do intermittent fasting. I recommend to my patients, don't eat late at night. Don't eat past seven. Don't have breakfast. And I mean, there's some conditions that you would need to have breakfast if you're on insulin, which we need to get you off of. But, yeah. you know, if you're on mealtime insulin, don't take insulin and then not eat. That's not smart. But most patients can do very well just by skipping breakfast. You can have your coffee in the morning um, and don't eat late at night. So you extend that period of time that you're not eating to 16 hours. So like from a seven at night to 11 in the morning, that allows your body time to heal. It decreases inflammation, allows your body time to burn up some fat. It's really good for your body. So uh, you mentioned just a second ago that it's a whole nother conversation. Talk to us a little bit about that. About statins? Yes. Statins. I just, I've never, I've never loved statins. If I felt like a patient <laughs> I've never had, loved statins. I've never loved statins. If I felt like a patient before I knew the most that I do now about statins, before I knew those things, I would put patients on itty bitty doses. You know, if they had a really high cholesterol, I don't even trust them anymore at all. We, what we have found is that those patients that are on statins, you know, they're being told that it's improving their cardiovascular health. But those that um, are on statins after they've been on them for years, if they've had a coronary calcium score, which measures cardiovascular calcification, yeah. and then they've been on statins for several years, their score is higher and worse. And you're like, what? How is that possible? But what we know is that statins inhibit and affect the conversion of K2. And vitamin K2 is super important. It's this magical vitamin that helps pull calcium out of the bloodstream and sticks it in bone and puts it in bone where you want. You don't want it in your, in your arteries and in your plaque. You want it in your bone. You want to soften your arteries and strengthen your bones. And vitamin K2 does that. And so whenever you're on a statin, it inhibits that mechanism, we do believe. And research is showing that. So it's counterintuitive what happens when you're on statins. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Dr. Heather Gessling is with us. She's talking about the skyrocketing cases of RSV and their connection to the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed, doctor, fairly recently is this, all this stuff with these vaccines. Um, was was this stuff rushed on purpose? What what was some of the? Because a lot of this did not go through the the basic trials that it should have gone through. Well, and even the trials that it did go through showed showed that there was higher cause or all cause mortality higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group, and that the efficacy was very low. Um, and they used they used all of these numbers games, such as absolute risk reduction versus relative risk reduction. They use this um, relative risk reduction, which is makes it seem like a great big risk reduction when in fact it really isn't. Um, they you know, did all of these numbers games, um, but with regard to whether or not these um, 
these vaccines have been studied well enough? Absolutely not. I mean, anybody who thinks about it knows and can sort of with common sense understand this is brand new technology, mRNA technology, genetic therapy, surrounded by a lipid nanoparticle, which is a highly inflammatory particle. And the fact that it's only been around um, and been used in humans for such a short period of time, months, only months um, at the point that it was released versus the normal standard process of years to ensure safety. I mean, I think that I was so surprised that it was such a it was it was accepted so readily by the population. I couldn't believe that the population was yeah. just jumping at it. I guess they were just programmed. I don't know. They were just fearful, and then they just were told this is the answer, and that you know there was this guilt thing that people felt like they had to do it for the good of humanity, and so they did it. <laughs> um, but there was no, there was definite lack of safety data. Yes, yes, very much so. Dr. Heather Gessling with us today. She's talking about the skyrocketing cases of RSV and their connection to the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we get your book and uh, get involved with what you guys are doing online? Yes, I'd be happy to tell you. So you can get our book at thenextwaveisbrave.com, um, and that's directly from our company, or you can also get it through all the regular online channels, um, you know, the big the big names, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, and we've hit the number one bestseller list on many of those, um, Wall Street Journal um, and uh, multiple Amazon number one categories. And so you can get, find us there for if you want a hardback book, Skyhorse Publishing um, is where you find that. Um, our company, you can get... Um, get a hold of us there, twc.health, TWC for the wellness company, twc.health. Um, and you can uh, um, you can see what we offer there. There is $9.99 monthly memberships, which gets you um, access to lower cost on the pharmacy, or excuse me, nutraceuticals, nutraceuticals, which are the vitamins and supplements. We have several um, products there. We have proprietary products that have been developed by our chief medical team. Um, and then we also have packages for treatments of conditions that are, it's really hard to find, such as treatment for long haul COVID and vaccine injury. We have lab panels that we have formulated to be able to evaluate patients that suffer from these conditions and treatment packages, um, which, so the, the treatment packages include several physician visits and then the lab panels. Um, so to recap, we have the nutraceuticals and we have the, we also have acute care visits so if you just have a, a simple issue and you need to see a, vis, a, a physician for that, you can do that. Um, you can do that through our website, twc.health. Fantastic. Well, you have been amazing. Thank you for uh, making some time for us today. I really have enjoyed the conversation, and uh, I you look too. forward to talking to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, doctor. You too. Appreciate Bye, it, my see friend. You later. There she goes, Heather Gessling. The good doctor with us today here on our big, big program. And uh, Dr. Heather Gessling is available online. Go over and check her out today. Well, we are going to do this. We are going to take a brief timeout. And when we come back, we will have the fantastic Niall Nickel joining us. More coming up on the big broadcast.
Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio. Today, we have got our good friend Niall Nickel joining us here on our big program. And uh, Niall's technology tips. Niall always has all sorts of incredible things. Just looking at your list here, my friend, I am just amazed by some of the different things that we're going to be talking about today. Tell me a little bit about this uh, this first story. China's younger generation are taking robot dogs out on walks. What in the world is going on here, sir? Well, you know how technology advances every day, and of course we, we're adopting at a fast pace. I mean, wouldn't you like a dog that you didn't have to clean up after, doesn't have any accidents? Feeding it's not an issue and behaves perfectly when you take it for a walk. And on top of all that, it doesn't shed. Well, you just need to get one of these robot dogs from China. That's and awesome. by the way, they've got the built-in features like, you know, they could sit and roll. And, uh, and they could even fetch things for you and carry weights of up to about 10 pounds. So, uh, I mean, what else can you ask for? Now, now maybe they're not going to cuddle up and... and uh, and jump up and down on you when you come in, but some people don't like that anyway. So I, I mean, <laughs> some people don't like for? that anyway. <laughs> what That's more could awesome. you ask for? That's you know, awesome. I just have to say, when I look at this, uh, and and I I can't imagine rushing home to take my robot out for a walk, uh, my robotic dog to be precise. And uh, this seems to be a popular thing that happened during the pandemic in China, but I. Just have to say, after reading all of this, it really leaves me with a whole lot more questions and answers that go beyond the scope of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. It is Niall Nickel. He joins us today here on our big, big program. And um, we are uh, we're talking with Niall Nickel today. He is our technology uh, guru, I guess. And uh, coming up, we have a uh, interesting interview. We're going to be talking to a uh, gentleman by the name of Flexington, and uh, he has an incredible song called uh, Still Going Hard, and we will play that and talk to him here in just a few moments. However, Niall, this next story is interesting. Cheaper hearing aids have hit stores. I hear all the old guys at the YMCA talking about this. Tell me a little bit more about this story. What'd you say? I'm not sure I heard you. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me get my hearing aid on. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. That's I, right. I could hear you now. I could hear you now. So as of today, uh, Americans can go get cheaper hearing aids for mild to moderate hearing loss, which by the way, covers most of the hearing aids from places like Walgreens, CVS, and even Walmart without a prescription. Um, the thing that amazes me is you could find some of these over-the-counter hearing aids now in price ranges from $199, I'm sorry, yeah, $199 to $999. Now compare this with hearing aid specialty vendors for the same hearing aids that go from $2,000 to $8,000 per pair. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of a price difference there, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much so. You know, the, the, the thing that amazes me 
is this move was years in the making. In 2017, Congress passed a bipartisan proposal. That's probably the last bipartisan proposal that might have passed. But anyway, that bipartisan proposal directed the FDA to set rules for selling over-the-counter devices. However, the FDA didn't get around to it until July 2021, after President Biden signed an executive order spurring the FDA to produce the rules. So five years later, and just this past week, you can now go get hearing aids off the shelf. Uh, in fact, even at uh, Amazon, if you so desire, you don't even have to travel to any of those stores. So big difference for a lot of people, because people that couldn't get hearing aids before, just for the cost, all of a sudden can get hearing aids now. I think that's pretty damn cool. It is Niall Nickel. He's with us today. You can find him on the old Twitter machine at Niall Nickel. He is our uh, technology guru. So um, tell me about the tech CEO that fired two engineers recently. Tell me a little bit about this. Oh, this, this is a little bit funny to me. So a tech CEO had hired some new engineers, and I guess HR was doing all the background checks. And seemed to be that these engineers were engineers at another company, um, and they questioned the engineers and found out that, sure enough, they were. So they had two full-time engineering jobs, and the company said, yeah, we really don't want that. I mean, if you've got a part-time gig somewhere, it's one thing, but <laughs> you've got two full-time jobs. Um, no, that doesn't sort of fly into our radar, but what's caused this has been the uh, number of remote workers now that are working. So, uh, you know, if you could remote work, then who says that you're necessarily working on what they expect you to work on? Even if they are monitoring your computer and you're typing and all of that, doesn't necessarily mean they're analyzing what you're typing and all of that. Turns out that the financial services company Equifax also recently uh, fired a few employees for having multiple full-time jobs. They fired 24 people, but interestingly enough, they found in some cases they had up to three full-time jobs. So uh, wow. apparently this is a new trend I didn't know about. It's also known as overemployment. Isn't that a fancy Overemployment! Overemployment. <laughs> yes. And it's gaining support in some corners of the online world. You could imagine it just might. In fact, there are even Reddit forums and entire websites dedicated to helping remote workers, primarily tech workers, find second jobs and better yet, hide them from their employers. So somebody's made a business of telling you how you could have multiple jobs, hide the multiple jobs. Uh, you know, the only question I had is how do you line up uh, all of your benefits and, and vacation time uh, with, with two employers at, at once. That might be a little difficult, but who knows? Maybe you don't work that long. We have got Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So what's some of the other stories you have for us today, my friend? So there's a company called Telegram. I don't know if you're familiar with Telegram or not. Um, a lot of people know WhatsApp, for example, and WhatsApp supposed to be a secure messaging app. Um, there's been questions about that lately, but Telegram really is one of the secure messaging apps. You could send text messages, emails, photos, and all of that. They're encrypted, and you could even set them to self-destruct. You know, after 
a certain amount of time or once they're read. But it's meant to be a platform where people could communicate securely and privately, no private prying eyes. In fact, they don't have access to any of the messages that you send. It's cloud-based, and uh, you're completely in control. They can't do anything about it. Well, it turns out that Germany just announced on Monday of this week that they're fining Telegram $5 million because they failed to comply with German law. Well, it turns out that German law says that the company has to be able to monitor and report illegal contact uh, or content, I should say, or activities to the German officials. Well, the company designed this to be secure, private, and encrypted, so nobody, including Telegram, would know what the content is. That's the point of the app. So, exactly how do you uh, how do you have an app report all of these things when it's designed specifically for private secure uh, encrypted communication so needless to say uh, the SEC went after telegram a few years ago uh, for some things that they were doing and telegram I suspect in this case but I thought it was a rather interesting twist um, we don't like your app because we can't see what's in it, even though it's supposed to be private and secure. It is Niall Nickel. He's with us today here on our big broadcast. So Uber Eats is in the news. Tell us all about it. Uh, you're going to love this one. Uh, and by the way, I think this is genius. So Uber Eats in some markets, specifically Toronto, has uh, partnered with a online marijuana retailer to connect customers with local dispensaries in Toronto and Uber Eats will then deliver the merchandise to you. So let's stop and think about this. So Uber Eats is now partnering with a marijuana dispensary. Um, yeah, I don't know about you. The last time I knew there was this thing called munchies that sort of went with marijuana usage. Um, meaning you want some lots of food partner with a food deliver delivery service i mean isn't this sort of a great way to expand your business <laughs> now it's not clear when or if this partnership will expand expand to the rest of canada or for that matter even the united states but uh i just have to say i've got to give kudos to uber eats for their innovation in this matter fantastic well nile before we let you go how do we get in touch with you online my friend well, you could always go to that Twitter bot, as you like to call it. Get me at Nile Nickel, and that's Nile like the river. Nickel. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.